This is Humble Brag, and we don't want to brag, but... We get around. <laughs> so today, for our first podcast, um, we thought we would go with one of the most fun events that we've done recently, and not not an event per se. Um, it was Bunny's 40th birthday this year, and we went on a trip. So, Bunny, if you would like to tell everyone where we went. Okay, like, it was one of the most fun but i mean it's up there we've had a lot of adventures um i was very excited because you didn't tell me where we were going for a while and everyone at work was trying to help me guess where i was going and i got small hints and everybody was like ferociously searching online and we ended up figuring out that we were going to georgia it was um savannah georgia right yeah savannah (laughs) and i and it was I know it was kind of painful for you because you're not a big fan of surprises. I absolutely despise surprises. It drives me nuts when somebody says, I have a surprise for you. Oh my God, tell me right now because I can't wait. I'm impatient. Unfortunately, when it's a planned weekend, (laughs) like a birthday, it's a little hard to not have it be a surprise. So I do appreciate your patience uh, when it comes to this particular event being a big surprise. But as you said, we I didn't let you know where we were going, and I gave you little hints here and there, because mm-hmm. normally I wouldn't do that, but your coworkers sort of got really into trying to figure out where you were, where we were going for your trip. You let me know that the first clue was a train, and everybody went nuts, like, trying to figure out, like, the train routes, and, like, oh, the train goes here, and then it goes here, and then, like, I think I was asking you, like, is it haunted? And you're like, uh, yeah, possibly, and everybody's like, ah, oh. and I think... My one coworker figured it out. He was like, well, if it's haunted and you guys are riding on a train, are you guys going to Savannah? And everybody's like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I had asked you about it. And like, finally, like later on in the day, you were like, yeah. (laughs) Well, I admit I was a little reluctant to to give up the surprise because I don't get to surprise you very often. So this was one chance where I got to to drag it out a little bit and I did enjoy it. but uh, yeah, it was a very big deal. Uh, it was a big plan. And it wasn't a very long trip, though. But it was, I think, the perfect length for this first time going up there. We were on that train for five hours? Six. Six hours. It's almost six and a half, I think. Yeah, it went by really fast. It did. It did. It's, it's kind of silly. Uh, Orlando, if, for those of, you who, those of you who don't know, uh, the two of us live in Orlando, Florida. Um, so it's about a six and a half hour train ride to Savannah on the Amtrak, which is awesome. Um, but it's only about a three and a half hour drive. So that just <laughs> lets you know how fast trains travel. That was your first train ride too, wasn't it? It was my first train ride. Not your first though. No, I've been on lots of trains, lots of public transit of every shape and color and size. So when you found out that it was Savannah, what was your... Well, let's, let's back up. When you found out that we were going somewhere, what was your thought? Uh, I was anxious because I didn't know where we were going at first. And I do like train rides, but I couldn't figure out, like, okay, we can't be on the train that long because it's just the weekend. You said we're leaving on Friday. And you did tell me how long a train ride was going to be. I'm like, oh, it's in that vicinity. And it just, there's not a lot of places. And my brain didn't even go anywhere close to Atlanta at all like even slightly 
So I was like, maybe it's no Miami's too close, and like, what's past that? Like Key West is too far. I was I was completely just like, I don't know where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I didn't I didn't want to give you the clue of how far we were traveling because I literally pictured you doing the like movie CSI thing where you like <laughs> looked at the scale of the map and like used a string and a pencil to draw a circle well you know like the one person that i work with she was like so close she was like okay so here's here she like pulled up the map and was like literally taking her finger around the map and trying to like pinpoint all of it like i said that's that's what i was (laughs) afraid you were gonna do i had promised you i wouldn't go all csi so i did not do that although it didn't stop anyone else from doing that so then when you found out that it was Savannah, or when your coworkers and you guys deduced that it was Savannah, what were your first thoughts about it being Savannah? I knew absolutely nothing about Savannah at all. Um, so my first thought was, oh, I've been to Atlanta, and I'm not really fond of Atlanta. And doesn't Georgia look like Atlanta or just like out where like one of my friends lives, where it's just like swamp and trees and things? Like, why are you taking me there? I was very confused. Because we should mention that, again, this was Bunny's 40th, and it had been very clearly mentioned and and very clearly stated that this was to be a big to-do. Yes. <laughs> um, and to be, quite frankly, a lot of our activities are very like little bit of Matthew, a little bit of Bunny, but the goal of this trip was to be very Bunny-centric, very Bunny-focused. Um, so I, I can see how Savannah would have sort of thrown you for a loop, yeah. um, seeing as you had never been there and never expressed any interest in going there or anything like that. Um, so, okay, uh, you knew it was Savannah, and you knew that it wasn't going to go past the weekend, obviously, because we had not, you hadn't taken off extra time from work, anything like that. So, trying to remember, what did I tell you to pack? What information did I give you? Uh, that was one thing I kept grilling you about, too, was this, like, okay, what do I have to pack? What do I have to pack? What do I have to pack? And you didn't let me know too much other than uh, we needed to make sure it was warm because it was cold. Um, I was letting you know stuff that I was thinking about bringing, and you were telling me yeses or noes. I told you I was going to bring a couple of... Uh, fancier dresses because we kind of have like our uh, levels of fancy on how we should go for our dates on uh, is it like this dress fancy or is it this dress fancy is it this suit fancy or this suit fancy Um, and my red dress was one of the ones that I mentioned you told me that would be just fine and I told you I was bringing my one Burberry dress which is super cute and kind of 1950s um, and a cute little like 1950s 1940s coat and a couple of my hats because why not because I do hats um you just said make sure i dress warm so i actually grabbed like a whole bunch of different stuff but you were not specific you did not let me know you just said that dress would be just fine and bring other clothes that were comfortable and nice (laughs) you gave me nothing to go on i i believe i did tell you that we would be outside but not doing outdoorsy things yes that i wore comfortable shoes but i wouldn't be running through dirt correct so you packed i packed i packed we gathered our things together and we departed via Uber. <laughs> our Uber drivers Uber were really give nice. us money. <laughs> they were very nice Uber drivers. Um, via Uber to the train station. Um, again, my first train experience. Uh, shocked at the 
utter lack of security at a train station. Um, boarded the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, got settled. Uh, this was, uh, we should mention, this was late at night mm-hmm. after, um, I, I guess this is an important note, we didn't depart until you left work on Friday. Uh, you came home, we went straight to the train station pretty much as soon as you got home. So this is six thirty, seven o'clock at mm-hmm. night. Um, settled into the train. Where is your Where is your mind at as we settle into the train? Uh, anxious and nervous because you did tell me you had a couple of surprises for me on the train itself. I'm like, okay, well, what, what are we doing on a train? Because there's not much you can do on a train. <laughs> so I think you and I just kind of sat there for a little while, letting everybody else get settled around us, and we got nice and comfy. The train was a little chilly, so we had blankets and covered up, and you let me know we had lots of snacks and water. Uh, and then uh, snuggled down, and you uh, leaned over and handed me an envelope. <laughs> I did. And and evidence folder so to speak <laughs> an evidence folder and uh told me we were going to solve a crime which uh since this is your first introduction to the human that is me uh i am obsessed with true crime things uh i have gone to school to do dental forensics and uh i like it from a very scientific point of view an analytic point of view i stay away from like the more sensational gory stuff um but being able to solve a a true crime slash unsolved mystery kind of thing totally tickles my fancy because it's all of those fun things rolled into one and I love puzzles and bizarre stuff like that so I was like hey we're doing murder on the Orient Express like in real time it was great which was literally my thought because again bunny centric trip so I wanted to make sure that uh the six and a half hours though I knew we would probably sleep for some of them um as late as it was um that it would be it would be something fun something memorable um so went on amazon and found a phenomenal uh murder mystery packet and it comes packaged in an evidence envelope uh with (laughs) with a folder full of all kinds of amazing stuff in there i mean it was I, i think we were both rather surprised at the quality that that we got yeah, like they kept it like it was a game. Obviously, they didn't have a lot of things in there where I was actually like asking a few questions. Well, where's this? Where's this? Um, and like just pulling it apart, like they had a whole bunch of like evidence photos and the documents, like your copy with the police, your statements. Um, I think they even had like uh, like an impound thing and like it was just a whole bunch of random stuff that I wasn't expecting it to be so comprehensive. And the way that they put the game itself together. And the clues that you had to find actually was, was rather clever. I was very pleased. I was worried that it was going to be some kind of like little chintzy, easily solvable game, but it was worth it. Totally worth it. And I think we ended up almost like three or four hours doing that. Like we moved from sitting down and then you're like, let's go to the the lunch car. <laughs> and we got to the lunch car and we spread it all out and, and we're just talking and just like very few people walking past. I think it was like the wee hours of the morning too yeah that would have been around probably around nine or so and uh yeah not a lot of people moving around they had all the lights turned down in the the seating cars and so we moved back to the the uh what used to be the lunch car and is now basically just a snack car <laughs> um, and laid it all out and i again i was i was 
very impressed, you know, crime scene photos and transcripts of, of interviews and you're right, like an impound receipt and cuttings from the newspaper, like double sided oh, yeah, printed cuttings. We're not gonna tell you too much about like the rest of it because if anybody does go and buy this, we don't wanna to spoil it for you, but it definitely was fun and worth it. Um and maybe we can leave a, a link to it in the show notes, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um I do remember <laughs> You had our backpack there, and we were sitting down, and we're like, oh, okay, let's, we need to eat something, because I'm kind of hungry, so we didn't actually, like, weren't able to get dinner, and we're, like, munching away, we're, you know, playing our game, and then, like, we're packing up, getting ready to leave, and we look over, and there's this huge sign on the other side of the aisle that says, no outside snacks. <laughs> like, oops. <laughs> yeah, as we're consuming an entire table full of outside snacks. <laughs> but we didn't get to run off the train, so... No, you did also give me a really amazing uh, book about the um, the boneyard. Uh, I'm actually trying. I'm oh my goodness! I'm struggling for the actual uh, name of the book, the the body farm book. Um, I don't remember. Oh, body of evidence. It's called. Um, I can't remember. Um, so like yeah, the body farm is really fascinating. Um, if you're into forensicy kind of things, it's basically where uh, forensic students study decomposition in all its many forms and many ways that uh, a body can decompose. And they do theses up there, and they're in hidden spots that no one's supposed to know where they're at because people try to break in. And I think there was an episode of Bones once where somebody actually like left a a, a murdered person there once. So it's really interesting. Uh, the gentleman who runs it sort of kind of just accidentally started it. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. it's this whole bizarre story. So, yeah, fun times. I'll, I'll sit here talking about it for hours, so I will let Matthew continue the interrogation. I'm going to steer us back onto that. So we are on the train to Savannah, traveling for Bunny's 40th birthday. And uh, we have just solved a true crime cold case i believe it was <laughs> that's right it was a, a cold case a wrongly accused yes we got that gentleman out of jail indeed um i think at that point we just went back and settled back into our seats and sort of dozed for the the remainder of the journey oh i conk out yeah um but i did as well but there's something very very hypnotic even more so than plane travel just that the trains rocking and there's repetitive sounds and it's warm and it's it's <laughs> dark kinda... and it's just, yeah I try to convince myself I'm on a train while I'm on an airplane because I dislike uh, plane travel. So, like, that nice swaying motion is a train, not an airplane. For those of you who have not traveled by train, highly recommended. It's very relaxing. Two thumbs up. Ten <laughs> out of ten. Would do again. Um, so, uh, we arrive in, in Savannah uh, at the Amtrak station quite late at night, around one, one o'clock in the morning. That's where we found a phone booth, too. It is. It's where we found an actual phone booth with a phone, a functioning landline still in it. Mm -hmm. It was one of those wooden ones. It's really cool. It's remarkable. Um, hopped yet another Uber <laughs> and uh, arrived at our lodgings, which you had did not know about yet either. No. Oh, my God. I also, again, knew nothing about Savannah. And we started driving into town. And, oh, my God, the architecture and the buildings. I was, like, face plastered to the window, drooling uh, over the buildings. And we pulled up in front of where we were staying. And it was this gorgeous, gorgeous wrought iron. Oh, my gosh. It was, like, just the Deep South and New Orleans had sex and had a baby. And it was a building. 
Yeah, our, our Airbnb that I had found us. Um, the building was built in the early 1800s. Uh, actually, scratch that, late 1700s, I Whoa. believe. Um, that'll be in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I found us a, a little Airbnb, a little um, apartment to stay in, uh, sitting room, bedroom. And uh, it was delightful. Didn't need a key. The, they were wonderful. They let us check in as late as we wanted. Uh, just had a little keypad to get into the, the place. Um, beautiful inside. Moved in, settled in. Conked out. Conked out. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next morning, dawn's bright and early. Oh, yes, the pancakes. <laughs> so it was actually freezing outside. Uh, so we went from Florida not being too cold to Savannah that was like absolutely freezing and I'm not used to cold weather. Um, but we bundled up that morning and wandered off to breakfast, which was not too far from our apartment. Um, and so again, for those who have not met me, I am superstitious about the H word. It rhymes with sappy. Um, so <laughs> I actually say pancakes instead. So Matthew took me to a make your own hibachi pancake breakfast. And it was actually a really long wait to do the little, uh, hibachi pancake thing the in table griddle yeah so i was kind of getting hangry so i'm like this place is awesome anyway and they've got like lots of fun things in the menu let's do food and let's sit outside and freeze our butts off and i'm going to drink all of the coffee yeah and it was actually the pancakes were amazing um and it was delightful and it was walking distance from our our uh, Airbnb. Yeah, there was lots of really fun houses around, and we walked past the, the one museum, and I was like, oh, we need to go there. And I should note that um, sometimes when we travel, we plan meals. Sometimes we don't. Um, in this particular case, I knew there were several breakfast places nearby. Uh, I, hadn't, I basically let you choose one that morning based on how you felt, and we went to the pancake one that was super <laughs> close. So pancakes... And then what did we do? We went back and got ready for the day. I got we dressed did. in my pretty little Burberry dress and my petticoats and my cute little hat. We did. We looked quite snazzy. We, looked very, we both looked very, very well coiffed. <laughs> we were dapper, I think. We were quite dapper. Um, which is befitting of a city like Savannah. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're going to stay in the heart of the historic district. You really should look. The shorts and t-shirts and hoodie look is not <laughs> not appropriate for wandering around. <laughs> Gotta look good while you're wandering around. We definitely recommend exploring, but making your outfit part of your exploring. <laughs> like we weren't in I, we weren't in costume. Like no. certainly not. This wasn't a cosplay thing, but it was. We wanted to look nice. We like to dress up. Yeah. Any excuse to dress up. So you took me to the hat museum first, right? Yes. The hat, I would say museum, but it was a uh, installation. Installation. Normally, Atlas Obscura does not steer <laughs> us wrong. Um, they were, they were stretching the truth a little to call this a, a hat museum, or hat exhibit. Um, it was nice. I mean, like the the hotel that it was in. What was the the hotel? It was the Grand Floridian. Floridian. Mm, it? No. Grand Bohemian. Grand Bohemian. <laughs> the Grand Floridian's here. Yeah. <laughs> Places, dates, names. Don't ask me. Um, 
So like that entire like hotel was jai freaking enormous and very Victorian and it was one of the older buildings. It was in the the city. Um, walked in, I got complimented on my hat. Um, walked back and again stuck my nose against the glass and was drooling over hats. Um, they had hats from. Uh, Victorian all the way to 1960s or so um, and it was the the private collection um, the owner again we'll have to do the, the show notes because I was just more interested in looking at the hats I didn't care who previously owned them um, and just uh, looking at their construction and kind of uh, pulling apart the the do's and the don'ts of storing hats and, and kind of chided a few times of how they were storing the hats and uh they're gonna get droopy <laughs> but again that's another subject i'll sit here and talk for hours on is our hats so <laughs> and i always enjoy getting her started on hats because i always get a little miniature historical lesson or practical lesson about hat keeping and hat wearing and, <laughs> and uh it was it was lovely it was delightful yeah uh, plus i mean that walk took us past our future home oh my gosh yeah there was a building that i fell in love with uh, I ran up the stairs and was looking at all the windows. The building was huge. And we even, like, wrote down the number <laughs> to call the, the, the construction company. Like, call them. Find out how much it is. And sadly, it was no longer for sale. Yeah, sadly, it had been purchased by the Music Conservatory in Savannah. Oh, yes. It's a nice and big place for them to, to store all their conservatory. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that joke. <laughs> So then, after that, we wandered back towards our uh, Airbnb mm-hmm. and headed to the museum that was right nearby. Mm-hmm. The historic house. Yes. And uh, got a little taste of early Savannah. This was a home that Lafayette had stayed in at one point for exactly one night. <laughs> It's a very big, very big thing, very big thing. Thus guaranteeing that it would be saved forever, because he stayed there one night. I think but. he also said that, uh, like, for a while, the house was sort of abandoned and had to be fixed back up and repainted and uh, learned a lot about the uh, internal architecture. And um, they really liked pink and green, which I was all about. Um, oh, and the one thing I thought was absolutely just odd to me the dining room had its own little second carpet that they'd roll out underneath the tables it was a like crumb carpet i think the crumb did. carpet yes <laughs> so i was like okay well that's a thing i guess if you couldn't vacuum up back in the day that'd be a thing you roll up and shake out because people are messy um oh and the um the painted marble that it was like more expensive to have someone come and paint the wood that you owned to look like marble than it was to get the actual marble, which was fascinating. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. They they literally said it was just as impressive to have painted marble, like painted faux marble, as it was to have actual marble, simply because a craftsman capable of making it look like marble charged enough that it was just as expensive to have fake marble as real, like, just... And then you made so much money that you had all this wood in your house and you could pay extra to actually have someone paint over the wood because, you know, you were that rich. <laughs> yeah. And they also had, like, the painted 
they look like linoleum floors, but they were like this painted canvas that was almost sealed, which was really interesting too. Like things that didn't look like they would be part of the home back in the day, but apparently they were. Indeed. Um, oh yeah, when we were doing that museum, um, we also got the tickets early and we had to wait. So we wanted to walk to the second art museum. And on the way there, we found the one antique shop. Oh, we found a remarkable antique shop. Again, name in the show notes. Uh, so I, again, dental stuff. Uh, another weirdness of that is me. Uh, I like to go to antique shops and collect uh, old antique dental equipment and antique dental forensic equipment. So I actually managed to find a pair of dental pliers and started having a conversation with the owner there about dental stuff because he apparently collects it as well. And a gentleman had stopped us and said, we look like we need to go to the club that he works at. (laughs) And apparently we needed a password to get into this club and we definitely were hooked. So definitely see advantage of dressing nicely, dressing interestingly. This particular gentleman worked at a speakeasy nightclub, (laughs) and we looked dapper and wonderful, and he gave us the password and gave us the uh, name of the club, and we were left to our own devices to actually locate said club, (laughs) which added to the fun. Um, So that got added onto our our evening plans quite quickly. Um, That happened a little bit later. Um, We wandered off to the one art museum. The architectural museum. Was it the architectural? Yeah, it was the architectural museum. Um, and they had, uh, was it the was it the Midnight in Garden in Good and Evil? Yes, it was the, the, the bird girl from the, the Midnight the midnight in the Garden of Good, Good and Evil. Evil. Yes. Yeah. Um, they had that and just a bunch of really beautiful architectural uh, drawings of early Savannah and uh, photos, um, wood carvings or woodcuts, uh, prints of the woodcuts. Um, just a bunch of uh, sconces hanging up and letting you know the history about the sconces. <laughs> so that was really fun. We realized we were starting to run out of time and then had to head back to the the other museum. I had to scoot back because we were waiting for our guided tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got back there, took our tour. Um, obviously not to get too deep or too heavy here. Um, Savannah, deep south, that time of the American history, not so kind to a large portion of our population. So this uh, tour was very uh, focused on sharing with us what the life of uh, enslaved persons were like during the time. See, that was the one thing that I was kind of confused about where I feel like, to me at least, I could be wrong, but the word slaves sounds much more visceral and you want to keep something like that visceral. Um, to just point at and go, hey, we did this awful thing. Please don't forget you did this awful thing. And I feel like if you say enslaved people, it just, it softens it to me. Like, I just, it, I don't know. Maybe it's just, uh, maybe it's just me. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but they were very clear. And they were very, very pointed in, in that <laughs> terminology. Um, but a remarkable tour. Uh, very gifted tour guide. Loved it. Enjoyed every second of it. Um, I believe after that, we headed back to the house again to change. Yes, we were actually running close to um, our reservation time. Yes, because while we skipped lunch entirely, um, 
we had very specific and breakfast was you know fly by the seat of their pants uh we had very specific dinner reservations <laughs> um actually we had several dinner reservations <laughs> um because matthew has a habit of making sure that there are backups especially when it's a restaurant that i've never been to before um reservations don't cost you anything uh i recommend making them a half hour apart so that if you get to the first and it looks like crap you can move on to the second if your second one's still terrible well mm, you're out of luck <laughs> but uh so we had wonderful reservations we got dressed and we got very dressed up yes. uh, i yes. wore my red dress i wore my which suit did i wear my blue suit yeah wore my blue suit and we went off to dinner at the 1540 room which is still in the historic district in savannah and was quite remarkable uh i think the best part of that was actually i'll let you tell what happened at dinner oh which what part the, the mix-up of the food or yeah let's start with that <laughs> um so we ordered our food uh the place was actually a little bit too cold for my taste i kept my coat on for most of the time um but uh the food that we had ordered had come out and I'm sitting there eating a little bit, and I'm like, okay, where's my crab? I'm, like, moving my fish around. I'm like, there's no crab here, but this is absolutely delicious. This doesn't look like uh, risotto. And um, I had asked about it. I'm like, I think this is the wrong order. I'm not trying to, you know, be troublesome. Is Would it take too long to make an order? She said, yes. I'm like, this is absolutely delicious. I'll eat it anyway. <laughs> so my order ended up getting mixed up. And she's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. And I was like, that's fine. I mean, this is tasty. Um I had it would end up being like snapper and like collard greens with like uh, uh what's it the the potatoes the sweet potatoes yes thank you oh my goodness my brain um so like that was just absolutely oh my god it was so good I didn't stop eating it while I was talking to her about it being the wrong order <laughs> I mean it's it's a credit to the fifteen forty room one our waitress was phenomenal very apologetic with the mix-up uh the manager super apologetic came by took a took the entirety of her meal off gave us a free dessert like they were wonderful um oh my God, and, dessert. <laughs> yeah and we're, we're not the kind of people that get upset like if you get our order wrong you get our order. it's not a big deal people make mistakes but i just bring it up because it's so rare that someone messes up your order and the restaurant and the food is still so good <laughs> that you are not unhappy that your order was messed up <laughs> So that that was a bit of a rarity. So what other parts of the evening were you thinking about? I don't know. That's what I was thinking about for the restaurant. Oh, for the okay. Yeah, I just I was just gonna let you start with that. This is like what 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 I missed. I just figured we talked about the deliciousness of the food, which we did. The uh, pear. It was like a pear tart. Yes. Cheesecake. Oh my goodness, that was just like amazing. One of the best, like chiffon e cake things I've oh they're so good. <laughs> very, very delicious. Uh so we actually chilled out there for just a little bit. Uh yeah. before we went headed to the speakeasy because it was still pretty early. Yeah, had a had a drink and uh waited for our Uber again because the speakeasy <laughs> was a little too far away to walk. Yeah. I'd like to point out that to this point, other than traveling to dinner and from dinner, we didn't Uber at all. We walked to the city. Yeah. Uh, which was gorgeous. And I'm going to pause here one more time for sponsorship. Stuff and things.
hey, I want to get one of those stuffing things. Hey, I might just get two. Okay, so we're back. We finished dinner. We are Ubering to the nightclub, actually. Um, and again, another wonderful Uber driver. We yeah. did not have a single, like, average Uber driver. I think we actually gave this Uber driver our extra dessert. We did. We did. We gave her the dessert because we couldn't take it with us. You're right. So Ubered as close as we could to the address. And we knew the vicinity of where the club was, but not exactly where. And we were kind of trying to follow like a Google Maps walking. And then it gave you like a hint that it was near these like super spooky, scary stairs that were super spooky, scary stairs that I would not attempt in my best pair of hiking boots, like let alone a pair of heels. Like they scared the crap out of me, like looked like instant death exorcist rolled down the steps, bust your head open stairs. Right now, all of you are picturing stairs. <laughs> what I would like you to picture instead is the love child of a ladder and the front of an Aztec temple. Because that's what these are. They are they're like at like a, a <laughs> 70 degree angle. The the steps, they're so they're super narrow, high rises between them, and none of the steps are flat anymore. They're, they're clearly yeah. part of the historic savannah. It's 150 steps. It's not a short flight of steps mm -hmm. either. It's it's probably you know, 50 feet of vertical elevation on these. And they're terrifying. So the speakeasy is near the terrifying stairs. Yeah, that actually all of, there's two flights of these stairs, by the way. Um, and they have signs everywhere that say use at your own risk with good reason. <laughs> yes, I forgot about the signs. <laughs> and it was actually like a couple parts were a little icy too, so. Yeah, yeah, because again, the, the temperature had dropped. The waterfront too. Yeah, um, and it was, yeah, because it was, the northern part of the historic district right along the river. We at first walked past it and then had managed to ask somebody if they knew where we were going. Um, and it's like, oh, yeah, I think it might actually be around this corner. And there was like a, a door with a little, one of those little portcullises on it yeah. uh, and a button. And you push the button and they open it up. And if you know the password, then they might let you in. It was a light switch. A light you had switch. to switch That's the light it. switch on light and off. Switch. <laughs> And we knew the password, thanks to our best friend that we had met at the uh, the antique shop. <laughs> and they let us in to a really swanky, well-appointed little speakeasy. Yeah. It was uh, a lot of, like, turn-of-the-century furniture, and it looked really cool in there. A couple people dressed the part. Um, other people were just kind of rowdy and drunk, but that happens at any party town slash drunk o'clock place yeah yeah i did notice that um the crowd changes between the middle of the historic district where our dinner was and our airbnb and the northern part along the riverfront um it seems much more college crowd drinking for effect so to speak yeah i used to live in a frat area uh in a house in between all of like the frat and sorority houses and it was this level of partying and ruckus noise so i was not expecting that no but we we saw our friend who was the dj and remarkably they hide his turntables behind an old school 20s piano so he looks like he's sitting at the piano playing the piano 
as he's playing the uh, 20s jazz staples that he plays. And they had a lot of loud singer there as well. Yeah, she was really Very good. talented. Um, worst bartender. <laughs> And I'm gonna I'm gonna take this for a bit because Bunny <laughs> did not experience the joy that was this surly, surly woman. Um, martinis, as Bunny can confirm, particularly for Bunny, are very personal things. It's not like oh, make me a rum and coke, or make me sex on the beach. Um, uh, people are very persnickety about their martinis. Would you agree? I mean, I can be persnickety, because all of the olives. Less, or maybe persnickety is the wrong word, maybe um, specific. Like, people have, there are so many ways to make a martini. People have very specific ways. Bunny, would you like to tell people how you like your martinis made? I like a gin martini dirty, extra olives, and the bottle of vermouth should just be shown to the glass, and then put away. This young lady at least i assume she was young under all the makeup um put in equal parts vermouth and gin which is horrifying it's really bad i i'm guessing she did not appreciate that i told her how to make a martini but again <laughs> most bartenders understand you are simply specifying how you want your martini made. I'm well aware that this bartender knows how to make a martini. <laughs> I was not telling her she didn't know how to make a martini. I was ex simply explaining how we liked our martini made. Regardless, she managed to screw up my old-fashioned, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was just like, at this point, uh, fuck you. I'm going to do this drinks however you want. You're going to drink it. You don't care. You're probably drunk. No, we were probably the only people in there that were not drunk. True. Uh, we had a bit of a, a drunky McGee incident with trying to sit down. We were there for a while. We had to wait for the second showing. Um, and we had waited a while for some people to get up. And this one guy ran from the bar, like booked it. Literally ran in um, a bar. To sit down in the chair that I was like literally just like sitting my butt back into. And I did not want to deal with people at that point. So we stood back up and... They actually did not order drinks. They sat there for maybe, what, like 15, 20 minutes, and then got up and left. Because we were waiting. We had the hour to wait before the burlesque show started. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd say a good 15, 20 minutes. But, uh, they as, just took up seating. Yeah. As they left, though, a really lovely couple who were very three sheets to the wind, but so sweet, um, had, like, rushed over to sit down and made sure we got seats as well because they saw the whole thing transpire. And we just sat talking to them for the the remainder of the evening until the burlesque show started and they were just absolutely lovely yeah um they and then they weren't too bad looking either but no yeah. they were very attractive <laughs> and then the doors to the wardrobe swung open um and literally secret passageway behind it and we were let into the burlesque <laughs> show the air quotes there i I've been to a lot of burlesque shows. Um, I was part of a small troupe way back when. Um, I like the classic Dita Von Teese-esque burlesque. Um, I've seen a lot of the uh, Suicide Girls-esque kind of burlesque, where it's kind of like, this is burlesque, strippery, I'm wearing fun costumes and wiggling my boobies at. 
which I don't mind, but I was I was really expecting the classic kind of burlesque at a place like this because it looked classic. Um, the girls were extremely attractive. They were nice to watch. They were very talented. They were more of kind of like what, pussycat dolls, would you say? Yeah, I was I was literally thinking pussycat dolls um, slash burlesque the movie, uh, which was not I've, burlesque. I've yes, seen it. sadly, I have seen that film. <laughs> Take your word for it. Kristen Bell with dark hair. That's all I have to say. Okay. Oh, do I want to see this now? Possibly. We'll fast forward and mute it. Cher also sings in it, which you can never go wrong with that. All right. Okay. Maybe worth uh, watching on a, a rainy afternoon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, enjoyed the show. I would say. Yeah, except for the fact that you kept getting kicked. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't getting kicked. I was getting need as the. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. I am all about drinking and enjoying drinking and serving drinks to make money. However, I feel like if you need to order a drink in the middle of a half-hour-long burlesque show, perhaps you shouldn't be at a show. Um, <laughs> or get your drink beforehand. Exactly. They had bar service during the show, and the the poor waitress. I mean, I there was no space. So in there. bad I, for her. Though. I did. I felt bad for her. She kept walking into my knees. Um, like you would do, like practically, like collapsed underneath the chair trying to get away from her so she didn't bump into you but there was like no way for you to move i felt bad for both of you and i just like you couldn't enjoy the show just because she kept right in front of you bump 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 and just the poor thing i think it was like she was new there and she was just being harassed by customers that one lady came in and was just yelling at her for no reason i was like oh man horrible people everywhere she was not having a good evening i felt bad but uh show concluded we left that club immediately because at this point like it had at this point it was probably 11 30 pushing midnight actually no it actually, close, the show was at 11 30 so was yeah so it was it was 12 12 30 um and the the heavy drinking crowd had showed up oh my goodness and now it was packed yeah and it was drunk and it was obnoxious so we headed back out and hopped in yet another delightful uber and yes, she expounded on uh, just the the overwhelming of drunk people and the the perils of St. Patty's Day. Yes, while doing her very best not to run anyone over, which I can say was a, an impressive feat, yeah. as the alcoholics were desperately trying to get themselves run over. It, it's just, just imagine like the tail end of a frat party with people passed out, throwing up in the bushes, drunk. That level of drunkenness was. It was insane. Indeed. Indeed it was. <laughs> we had fun, but oh my goodness, we want to get home alive. So we headed home. Um, we headed, headed back to the apartment. Back to, that's right, back to the apartment. Beep, boop, boop to our way through the keypad, which I know I keep saying it, but was the coolest thing. Like, you can't lose your key. It's perfect for traveling to another city. Everyone who has an Airbnb should get a keypad for the door. Hotels should get keypads for the door. So, um, yeah. Um, called it a night. Oh, a delightful bed. Do you know what? We missed two fun things that we did do during the day. What's that? I bought you a suit jacket. Oh, you did delightful suit jacket. And we went to that little French market and I bought like little silver tea things. So we went on a, a mini shopping excursion in the middle of the day. And we forgot to mention. We did forget. That was, that was on our way back before we changed, uh, for dinner. Um, the suit is delightful. Royal blue, white polka dots, double breasted. I look 
I look fantastic in it. <laughs> Much thanks to Bunny for getting me a present on her birthday. <laughs> well, I'm, it's lingerie for me because you put it on and uh, my panties fall on the floor. So that's uh, that was more for me than you, maybe. Totally understandable. Um, and as far as the little uh, little French shop, yet another time that Atlas Obscura let us down. It was supposed to be an oddities market. It was less of an oddities market and more of a... Kitschy French stuff. Yeah, kitschy French stuff. Which I'm all for. Yes, and we did manage to find you that delightful little uh, um, creamer. Yeah, uh, little silver creamer, yeah. and they had macarons. <laughs> mm, they did. They did. Um, so then, yeah, bed. Bed. Sleep. Uh, up early the next morning, because our train left early. Yes. Uh, the sun was not even out. It was ass o'clock in the morning. It was... It was ass o'clock in the morning. Uh, yet another delightful Uber driver, who thankfully was up and about at ass o'clock in the morning, depositing us at the lovely train station with his phone booth. Uh, once again, no security at the train station. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> You're not important enough to do anything horrible to No. I mean, it's basically like, they just kind of ask you, do you have any weapons with you? They don't even ask. It's just like it's printed on the ticket. Like, don't don't bring bad stuff. We're, <laughs> we're trusting you. Um, and then train right back. Um, we slept the whole time. We did. We did. But uh, we got like two, three hours of sleep. We did. Got off a stop early, though. We realized that uh, one of the other stops was actually closer to our house than, yeah. than the one that we got on at. Uh, another Uber ride home, and that was that was our Savannah adventure. And then you made me barbecue for dinner. I did make you barbecue for dinner. Delightful barbecue. It's a nice, relaxing Sunday after we got home. So, what would you say was your favorite part of the trip? That's really difficult. Um. Actually, it was one of the things that we didn't talk about, too. One of the gifts that you gave me. The doll. <laughs> so, I had these uh, little toys when I was a kid. And I had mentioned to Matthew that I was sad. It was, like, something I didn't have left over from when I was a kid. These little, like, tiny, like, three-inch dolls um, that had these, like, it's more of a larger Polly Pocket kind of deal where you open it up and it turns into something else. So I had a stove that turned into a pizza shop and um, there was a bed that turned into a playground. And apparently <laughs> Matthew spent the better part of a year, half a year searching for these toys and managed to actually get the entire collection of the toys so he could actually put together the bed and find the one doll that I used to have. So it was like the coolest part of the whole trip just because like the effort that you went to to just find that and the fact that I have something that I didn't think I'd ever be able to replace from when I was a kid. I didn't think anybody would have those anymore. I was shocked that I could find the original box. Uh, that was like, I, as soon as I saw the box, I knew exactly what it was. I was laughing so hard. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> Wish world kids. Wish world kids. <laughs> um, yeah. So as Bonnie mentioned, I, I did. It 
we now have the entire collection <laughs> of all of the Wish World kids' toys because I just I wanted to put together the the bed uh, in particular is the one that Bunny had been talking about that that turned into a playground and no one had a complete someone had the box someone had the bed <laughs> someone had the slide someone had the doll and I but they were all part of like I have all the dolls. And so I had to buy all the dolls <laughs> and someone had the bed, but also five other sets. And so it was, it was a process, <laughs> but it was important to me to get it for. I, it's very, very appreciated. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> right. So that pretty much wraps up our trip to Savannah for your 40th birthday. It was a very good birthday. It was. It I, made, was. I made a big to do. You made a big to do. It was a very good to do. I can be trusted with the to-dos now. <laughs> you could be trusted with the to-dos. <laughs> uh, I am certainly glad that it was wonderful. I hope that all of you have enjoyed hearing about it. Uh, we'll try to be a little more specific in the show notes. Hey, just uh, forgive us. This is our first one. <laughs> and uh, again, we don't we don't like to brag, but... We get around. <laughs>